Drolladay gets traded to the Boston Celtics and in a deal where I don't think the Bulls really could have competed. We're going to talk about that. Plus, we're going to talk about DeMar DeRozan's recent comments on what went into the Bulls' struggles last season and why the Bulls should have a higher win total this season. We're going to get to all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host, Sarah Hayes. Make sure you guys are following the channel at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for today. And so the Drew Holiday trade went down officially. It's in the books now. We know that Drew Holiday is going to the Boston Celtics to join that team to help bring a lot of what they lost with uh, losing Marcus Smart, sending him out in a trade. And then on top of that, he actually has a higher offensive upside. It could be the in-between piece for that team a little bit more. When you look at what they got back from, they got Malcolm Brogdon, Robert Williams, and two unprotected first-round picks. And I know a lot of Bulls fans are kind of down on themselves after the Dame trade, the Drew Holiday trade. And I told you guys, right, when the Dame trade came down, I told you guys there's little to zero chance of the Bulls trading for Dame Lillard and just being able to match that package. And then I know some Bulls fans are going to say, well, look at what they gave up to get Dame Lillard, right? They gave, they got Dame Lillard for basically one unprotected first-round pick and two pick swaps. The Bulls could have matched that. Well, keep in mind, the Bulls, the, the, the I'm sorry, the Blazers knew that they were going to get multiple first-round picks back for Drew Holiday. And now, I didn't expect for them to get a young player like Robert Williams as well as Malcolm Brogdon to match that salary. But again, so you have to look in totality. What they got back for Dame Lillard was basically three unprotected first-round picks, two pick swaps, right? Two young big men and a veteran uh, down there who they could look to move in Malcolm Brogdon and get even more back. The the Portland Trailblazers got a hell of a package back when it came for Dame Lillard, and so the Bulls just didn't have the assets to do that. Now, with the Drew Holiday thing, I understand a lot of Bulls fans are kind of down on that, and, you know, one thing that we do as fans often, and I talk about it here all the time, is we attach our hopes to things that we should know are long are, are just long shots. Drew Holiday, the Bulls trading for Drew Holiday and what that contract size was, was always going to be a long shot. And so, you know, I know a lot of people are down on the Bulls, but much like I said when it came to uh, the Milwaukee Bucks, th they are competing for very different things than the Chicago Bulls. The Boston Celtics and Milwaukee Bucks, they are trying to stay up with each other, right? They are at the top of the Eastern Conference with championship expectations and aspirations, and the Bulls just aren't there yet and don't have a clear path to get there sooner rather than later it's going to take some time and so no the, you know the Bulls just weren't at that same level they aren't at that same level as these other teams yes the, these are two teams we played pretty well against last season right but do not mistake regular season wins and competition with the overall aspirations of a team and I've seen a few of you guys talk about the fact of well the Milwaukee Bucks got eliminated in the first round how how much different are we really than them considerably they have now two generational talents down there on top of role players that complement those generational players pretty well they are very thin at the bench right and we'll see what that how that rotation ends up shaking out but listen while the Bulls and I and I wouldn't be surprised if the Bulls still can get some wins against the Boston Celtics and Milwaukee Bucks but the fact of the matter is we are not at their level not yet in what we're trying to compete for for this season and hopefully hopefully at some point soon 
you know, AK and Eversley get us there because we deserve to be able to be mentioned with those teams and competing for that level of, of just of hopes and aspirations. We deserve that. And I don't mean like we deserve it and like it's just our right. Just give it to us. We have to improve our team from top to bottom. And we'll see how that happens over the course of it. Now, with that said, DeMar DeRozan recently made uh, comments uh, when he was uh, speaking to Sportskedia. He was speaking to Mark Medina there, and he asked uh, DeMar DeRozan about the expectations for the season. And DeMar DeRozan said this, I think we can accomplish it all. From a lot of mistakes we had and ups and downs last season, it's all about understanding that and knowing how to correct that. That will make us even better than we were last season. We were pretty good, but we were too inconsistent. I think addressing a lot of the flaws that we had last season come next week in training camp will be the start of that. How we correct that will determine how good we can be. I definitely think we can be extremely good. Big confidence coming from the veteran in DeMar DeRozan. Love to see that from him and for this team. And here's what I'll say, right? And I know a lot of Bulls fans are looking at the acquisitions that the Bulls made and, and uh, comparing it to some and saying, hey, the Bulls didn't get uh, the same level of talent that some of these other teams in the Eastern Conference got. And that's fair, right? But when you look at the Bulls and the things that were surrounding them, right, the fact of how many games they lost, when they technically scored more field goals, but because they didn't have consistent three-point shooting, we still lost those games. Javon Carter, Torrey Craig helped that, right? The fact that we don't go for offensive rebounds because we'd rather go up and set up on defense because we don't have the players that, are, that really perform well in the half-court defense, Javon Carter and Torrey Craig helped that, right? Now, some of the things that, that also, the Bulls just didn't play well in the clutch last season. We talked about it. They won 15 games out of, I believe it was 38 games um, that, that came down to uh, five points or less with the last five minutes. Five points or less in the last five minutes. Yeah, that's that's how NBA defines clutch. And so, you know, being a better team with a more traditional shooting profile, which is going to open up the floor for DeMar DeRozan. And again, keep in mind, we started off the season with a, with an injured Zach Levine last season, him starting off. We look at how much better we look with Pat Bev. We are now basically starting this this team, this season off with a Pat Bev replacement that is even better defensively and brings that same dog mentality, right? And, I, and I've seen some of you guys say, well, we need a facilitating point guard, this and this and this. And Lonzo Ball was never really the facilitating point guard in the half court. In transition, absolutely. And the way that he was able to cause turnovers, get the ball to the open man, him and Alice Caruso, and what they were able to cause in deflections, turnovers, things like that, was great. It was amazing to see, and it's something that I really do wish that we still had that aspect of our game. But listen, this team has enough passing. Nikola Vucevic is a really good passing big man. That is why you hear me and other people talk so much about the importance of trying to use Nikola Vucevic from the inside out and really look at what he's able to do, right? Now, Lonzo Ball did give us 5.1 assists. Javon Carter, I think, averaged about two assists a game last season, albeit coming off the bench. If he can, you know, up that to about four assists per game, it gets us close. With the brand of defense he's able to play, I think the Bulls are going to play better. Helps everybody fit into their more natural roles. We have role players that just fit this team better than what we did last season. No longer, even though it's a little concerning hearing, uh, hearing Arturis Karnasovic still say that, Alex Caruso is going to compete for the starting four. But outside of that, we should have, you know, more traditional size, right? Um, and, and you know, with just having Torrey Craig there and what he's able to do, still having Julian Phillips who we can go to in some cases as well if he shows and Billy Donovan relies on him. But even without that, uh, Terry Taylor, who doesn't have the traditional size, can rebound the ball excellently, right? So, you know, we'll see. Can we use Drummond? Do we trust Drummond a little bit better, right? This Bulls team should get more wins. By the nature of regressing to the mean, to the mean. I should say that the Chicago Bulls lost so many games that 
we had double-digit leads with. And while no lead is safe in the NBA, at the same time, right, you would think that the Bulls are going to even out, right, and get to the place of, you know, winning more of those games than not just because of the things that we've added, right? Now, we did have relative amazing health, especially from our core players last year, having two out of, I think, the 14 players to play all 82 games last season. And there's going to be some regression to the mean with that as well, right? There's I don't know if we're going to have the same level of health that we had overall last season, but with the improvements that we made and all that, I still have not mentioned the team or young players taking a step up. If one, to two of these young players take a step up, the ceiling rises even more for the Chicago Bulls. The Bulls are in a good place. And while I mean that in a good place in the fact of the scope of what we're talking about, the Bulls improving from their season last year, there's still going to be a team that has its struggles. It's still going to be a team that has its faults. It's still going to be a team that sometimes loses some, some tough games, but they're going to win some, some tough games as well, right? And so, Listen, is this the team, the perfect, the optimal team for what we want and, and need to have going on? I'm not saying that. We'll see what it has on paper. But, you know, ultimately, this team has made improvements. And so hearing somebody like DeMar DeRozan talk about the expectations that he has for this team and the fact that he feels like this team is going to be really good, that's what you want to go in training camp with, right? And we'll see if this team builds that identity. I think that that's going to go a far way as well. And this team kind of punching above their weight next season is just having that team that that has that identity, has that, 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 that consistent level of just expectations on them, and we'll see, right? And I know a lot of people are asking, uh, yeah, is Patrick Williams going to make that leap this season? We'll see. Is Kobe White going to really refine his game as well, even more than what he did last season? Again, we'll see. But if they do those things, if Dalen Terry shows something, Ayo Desumu, right, who a lot of Bulls fans are, are down on, including myself in a way, right? But I, I know that he has the capability. Um, We'll see, right? This team is going to be a team that fights and competes. And I hope that, you know, this team is more representative of the city of Chicago. And that's what we like in our teams, teams that are scrappy, that fight, that compete, that give a damn, right? That may lose some games, but guess what? We can go in there and say they were in this game. That's what we want. That's what we deserve. And that's what I hope we get from the Chicago Bulls this season. It's media day, guys. It is media day. The, the unofficial start to the Chicago Bulls season is today, right? We got... We got, in six days, we'll be talking about Chicago Bulls basketball. I will be having a live stream, right? That's what we're going back, what we're getting back into, and it's amazing to be able to do. We are so excited about what the Chicago Bulls team can, can have, and this is the, the unofficial start of the season. It's a jumping off part, and I do think that this team is going to have more wins and more success than what they did last season, and we can then shift to say, can this be a team that can make some noise in the first round? We'll see if they can get out the first round. That takes a whole different level of competition and things like that. But can this be a team that can compete in the first round more than one game? Can this be a team that takes a step up rather than take a step back, which we did as a team last year, albeit because of the things that we mentioned, right? And that's what you hope to see from this team. I get it. We missed out on trade. We missed out on trades and Dame Lillard and Drew Holiday and things like that. And Bulls fans, are upset because they want to see that for their team. And I understand those feelings. I understand that. But at the end of the day, right, what this team has bet on is improving in the areas that this team was lacking the most. Half-court defense, three-point shooting, and having your starting point guard in Javon Carter, or if it ends up being Kobe White or whoever, to start the season. And the fact that it's an open competition, again, is something that I feel is great for this team when you don't have star players at that position and, and things like that. So, you know, we'll end up seeing. I know the Bulls haven't necessarily had the, be the best ranked 
offseason by some of these outlets and stuff like that, right? NBA.com ranked the Chicago Bulls, I think, in like as like 25th as far as on their on their best in the best offseason. So, you know, we'll see what happens with that. But overall, the Chicago Bulls made improvement. And while the improvement, when you don't add star level players, it's really kind of hard to judge and grade. Uh, those acquisitions and moves until you see it on the court, right? And that's the hardest thing for a lot of people to do, right? Is to look at what or see what happened on the court and see how it's all going to fit together and how the fit can make it be better than what your ne- necessarily what your expectations are coming into that. So listen, the Bulls came up one win short last season of making the playoffs, of the actual playoffs, and this team has improved. And even if this team has to go through the playing again, listen, teams like Miami didn't improve. What did I talk about, right? that the Drew Holiday trade could be more detrimental to the Chicago Bulls depending on if you went to a team like 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 uh, those other middle-of-the-pack Eastern Conference teams, right? Like the, the Miami Heat, who are absolutely middle-of-the-pack after losing what they lost this offseason, things like that, right? That did not happen. The Chicago Bulls are right there as far as competing in the middle of the, of the pack, right? They are competing probably for a sixth seed, right? Is what, is what I think the ceiling of this team is without seeing them play a single game or minute yet. That's what I kind of expect and think this team is going to be. But we'll end up seeing, right? We made smart deals. We didn't attach long-term bad money to anyone, which is another good thing, right? And so we got to see how the young players are going to develop. We got to see if there's going to be evolution from this team and the way that it coaches, right? And and how they how they go about getting their offense. And all those questions, we're going to start getting answers to and looking at a sneak peek of the team in six days. Six days, ladies and gentlemen. Six days will we be back with Chicago Bulls basketball. And because it's media day, I will be back with a show today, breaking down all the all the comments and everything coming out of media day. So make sure you guys stay tuned in and locked in right here at Chicago Bulls Central. Make sure you're following the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments. Oh, wait, before we get into that, we actually got a voicemail from Shay. Oh, I'm already closing the show. We got a voicemail from Shay. Let's go ahead and play that now. What's up, Hayes? Look, I know my last voicemail then is a way of a less access of this question about this Drew Holiday thing. Do you really want to trade for somebody that you could possibly get in free agency next offseason or this upcoming offseason or whatever? Don't get me wrong. He's a good player, but he's 33 years old. He's not necessarily an all-star player. Two, we didn't even give that much for, get that, give that much for Nikola Vucevic. Just two players, an Otto Porter Jr. and Wendell Carter Jr. And a first-round pick that turned out to be Franz Barton. I'm not saying that Drew Holiday is not worth it, but let's think about it. He's not worth it, especially when all they want is a first-round pick plus some more. I think our best bet, and hell, anybody else's best bet, especially if they're a playoff team, is to wait until free agency or if the Portland Trailblazers buy him buy him out this season, which nine times out of ten, they don't find a trade partner, they will. I feel like this. If he's still on Portland this offseason, He's gonna ask, he's gonna use his player option, and why give up one or two players when we could easily get this dude in free agents? Now I'm not saying we could easily do it, but I'm thinking that's what a lot of people are thinking when they see that contract and hearing what Portland wants from. Or now look, I'm not saying that we're all that more, but I'm gonna just say this: unless they're gonna take a first round pick and Lonzo Ball's contract and maybe a, a future second-round pick, I'm not doing that trade, especially when I know I can get him in free agency for next year. Well, that's just me. Anyway, tell me what you think. Peace. All right, Shay's back on the Drew Holiday thing and topic, and here's what I'll say. 
Um, you know, he ended up going to Boston, which, you know, we have that now. So, uh, you know, and I get what you're saying as far as giving up uh, stuff to get Drew Holiday. And I ultimately think, like like I said, when you look at the trade and the, the trade in totality and what they ultimately got back, it's 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 it would have been difficult for the Chicago Bulls to match that. It just would have. While we do own all of our first-round picks after 2025, theoretically, as long as that conveys to the Spurs, we own that outright. The, the team, this team is not in a place to give up future assets to raise to marginally raise the ceiling of a team that is older, right? You're adding a 33-year-old player to the core of three of two out of your, your core three right now, already being over that age. And so I don't see if it would have been different if the Drew Holiday trade made the Bulls championship contenders. I don't think that it that it would have. And because of that, you don't want to still give up that AK and Eversley are going to want all every bite at the apple as far as young players in development. They just announced their player development staff, and you know why? Because that is they're going back to more so what they said they were going to do when they came in, and that's focused on building organically through the draft and developing their young players. That is what they're going to do. That is what the moves that they've done have shown, and we're going to see. We're going to see, right? And I think that they this, this Bulls team is going to be very protective over future assets unless it's a deal that, that extremely raises the ceiling for the Chicago Bulls for the foreseeable future. But hey, you guys can let me know what you guys think on that down below. But that's my time for today, guys. And make sure you guys are following the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullscentralpod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for our mailbag episodes, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related, thanks to you guys. And like I like to end every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See you right if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.